Come on, Allison. I got confused. <laughs> uh, this is a little bit different. We're doing the movie. We're doing Fight the Future, the X-Files movie from 2000... Wait. 1998. From 1998. So... Um, this is part one. Mm-hmm. This is a long movie. And we had a lot to say. So we are splitting up our podcast into, I don't know, like three or four parts. Yep. We'll see. This is part one. You start here. Don't worry about nothing. And then next week will be part two. Yep. That's the case. Yeah. And then part three, et cetera, et cetera, until we run out of movie. Mm-hmm. Or we bury ourselves in a hole. <laughs> Who knows? Just in the middle of North Texas. Yep. Okay, so enjoy. Enjoy. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison. This is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X-Files. Today, Allison, it's about a movie. It's about a movie. What movie is it about? It's about the X-Files movie. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. I watched the wrong movie. What did you watch? Uh, Wicker Man. (laughs) Was it good? I was told that we were supposed to watch a movie about bees. So I watched that movie. That, oh. The best, the best movie. B movie. I thought we were supposed to watch a movie about babes, so I watched <laughs> Babe 2, Pig in the City. That one's scary. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Do you never watch that? I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh. Um, Wicker Man is bad, but it has good beats. Bees. This movie is bad, also. The X-Files is bad, but it also has bees. Hmm. So, same movie? Maybe. One with a little less Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Well, it's the 1998 film, The X-Files, colon, Fight the Future. Is it 1998? I thought it was 97. Well, it was released in 1998. It was technically shot in 97, I think, because it was shot during season four, and then they had to do reshoots during season five. Because it was real bad? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. (laughs) Probably. And then, so they released it in 1998. Yeah. Uh, do you have any memory of this movie being released, Allison? Not even a little bit. None. Not on your radar Zip at all. Zip zero zilch. Uh, I watched this movie. So, 98, I would be, what, like, how old would we be? 98? Yeah. Uh, I would have been, like, 11. You probably would have been 12. 12? 13? Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. That sounds mm-hmm. right. Okay. So, my friend, Olivia, mm. she... Was one of them spooky girls, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. You know oh, the yeah. the hot, pre hot topic ladies. Oh shit! Right. So she was really into number one, Mask of Zorro. Mm-hmm. Love, oh, yeah. love that Antonio Banderas. <laughs> also, Interview with the Vampire, very good. Also, Antonio Banderas. Interesting. No, what? Yes, was he's he? in it. Oh, okay. Interview with the Vampire has all the hotties with the naughty bodies in the nineties. <laughs> You got your Brad Pitt. You got your Tom Cruise. You got your Antonio Banderas. They all kiss. And are vampires. Okay. They dress real well. And then Olivia once asked me to go see this movie with her. Mm -hmm. Now, as you know, in terms of X-Files, the only X-Files situations I was in was the spooky ones. Yeah. Watching it with my parents and only remembering the spooky ones. But I wanted to seem cool. So I went with Olivia to this movie and I remember vaguely nothing. (laughs) 
more or less. Zip. I remember once the scene, one scene that we watched today. I remembered one scene. I did feel like there was one scene that we watched today where I had like an impression of a pre-impression. Mm, a pre- it it impressed on you. It impressed something on mm, me. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that's my only. I I didn't think this was going to be a good movie. And well, let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk let's about. Get it. right into it. Um. Okay. Now. When we open, it just says X-Files. It doesn't say anything about fighting the future. No. Is this something, is fighting the future something that they put in later? Maybe. Why? I don't know. I guess they had to distinguish it from the other X-Files movies? I guess. Are there other I'm X-Files I'm pretty movies? sure this is the one that's fight the future, though. Uh-oh. Is it? I feel like. What if we're watching the wrong movie, Allison? No, we're definitely watching the right movie, because okay. it's the 1998 one. Okay, And okay. that's what matters. Okay, okay. So. There's an oily X. There's an oily oily, sticky, goopy X. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of, you know how they have those Bond movies with the ladies in them? Yeah. I thought there was going to be, like, ladies crawling through the ooze, and we're like, what movie are we watching? Ooh. Not I this think, one. Like, kind of like that new Florence and the Machine music video. Yeah. exact Which I'm very into, by the way. <laughs> who isn't? If this was just a music video, I'd be cool with I'd that. be super into it. Wait, who did the music? Is it Mark Snow? No. Because if so, I'm not into Ugh. it anymore. Which is, okay, I want to talk about the music, actually, before we get into anything. A Space Cadet last episode talked to us about... Oh, yeah. What, like, the soundtrack to this? And it had, like, fucking the Foo Fighters on it. I don't know, what else? Some good... Oh, the Cranberries? But there's been no, like, music music. Yeah, I would I would have killed a man to get the Foo Fighters up in my ears during Jeez, this movie. Jesus, please. Jesus, please. Jesus, please. But, but I said, guess, oh, Mark Snow's contractually obligated to bring his fucking pan flutes out to every <laughs> single opportune. Now, did you, you told us, um, or you told me how much this movie cost to make? Did you, did you, did you look that up? No, maybe it was Colin. Yeah. It made a lot of money, mm-hmm. and it was made for like sixty-six million dollars or something. And it made about one hundred and twenty, one hundred and eighty, something like that. So they, they, they blew a lot of their budget on Mark Snow's pan flutes. People had money just to throw around back then, and a lot of helicopters. Yeah, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, we go first to Texas, North Texas. Now I love how this played out. <laughs> Because I think Chris Carter did a goof em up. Oh, yeah? Because we start in the snow, mm-hmm. and there's two figures, and we're like, okay, what's going on? The snow, we're going to the Arctic, and the first little caption says, Texas. And we're like, what? Chris Carter, you, what? And then it says, 10 million years 35,000. ago. 35,000. 35,000 years ago. Thank and we're you. like, oh, Chris. Oh, you Chris. Got you got us again. You got us. You spooked us. I hate it. <laughs> They're in, I guess, a Texas uh, ice, ice, uh, what do you call that? Uh, ice glacier? Ice age. Ice age. And there's a glacier and there's a two very white people. You know, two ancient white people. Yeah, just two very ancient white people with Klingon makeup. And, um, yeah, it is funny to point out the, the newest Star Trek did use, reuse Chris Carter's old, um, (laughs) I guess ancient people's makeup for their Klingons. Yeah. Ew. They're white, white Klingons. Yuck. Okay. And then, so they're in this glacier and they get in this cave and they're like, hey, it's, uh, it's scary in here. Now, these two, these two people, Mm -hmm. they look like they've walked a long way. Yes. 
and they're going specifically into this cave. Mm -hmm. What's their motivation for cave time? (laughs) They're gonna bang! They just, they just need, as two dudes, they haven't had time to themselves. Looking for a little privacy. It's, it's free, it's, you know what, you take off those furs out in the snow, it's gonna freeze your, your ding dong off. You gotta just fucking get it, okay, just bang it out. So that's what they're doing. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But, they're interrupted. They are. There's a monster down there. There is. Tell me about this very angry alien. It was honestly hard to get a good look at it. Well, that's the magic, though, right? That's the the cinema magic. Mwah! Or cinemagic, if you prefer. Ooh, I do. I don't. Is this... This was a thing... I don't know, I feel in the 90s where you had these monster movies. Probably, I, I won't say just the 90s, but you had... These monster movies that you can't really see the monster because the monster looks yeah. really bad. Yeah, and it was like, it was so dark in that glacial cave. I guess it goes back to even like Jaws mm-hmm. and the stories of like Jaws, they had to recut the whole movie because the shark looks so bad and then they just showed it at the end and then that's what makes Jaws a good movie. Now this movie, not showing the alien very well, does not make it a good movie. Yeah, and... It was, I just, I don't know about this alien. You couldn't see him. He, you couldn't see his little face. It didn't seem very X-Files either. No. Because X-Files, they don't have like gory, gory goof em ups But this like was this. pretty gory. This was pretty bloody. There were, there were some fleshy, flesh. Now we do have body horror. Yeah, true, true, true. We just don't have like monsters cutting up people. Mm-hmm. Is that because they're going, is this, was this a PG-13 movie, I assume? Well, they I said shit. Once. Once. So, so far. far. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, we've only watched half the movie because that's all we could do currently. Yeah. We'll go back to it, I guess. Well, yeah, we'll watch the other half. You'll hear about it. But the sh- shit happened once in alien grossness. Yeah. I, it just doesn't feel like an X-Files. Well, but then that's mm. when the black ooze gets in the one guy, right? Yes. This is the origin of the squiggly wigglies. Mm-hmm. Now, as we know, the squiggly wigglies, well, we don't know much about the squiggly wigglies. Yeah, we don't know a whole lot. Is this Chris Carter's like, ah, see, you have to watch the, you have to pay me extra money to know about why, why my TV show is working the way it is doing. <laughs> but we still don't know. So. And we haven't paid him a cent. <laughs> yeah, we pirated this. <laughs> so the Squiggly Wigglies come from the alien, the, the, the angry alien's blood. blood. Yeah. Okay. And it go into the ancient human. Mm-hmm. And now the human, his partner's dead, and he's infected. Yeah. It's just a real bad scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's the origin? And I guess the Ice Age ends immediately after because they find his perfectly preserved skull. Yeah, that skull is mwah. It's, it's perfect. I got some things to say about uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. So we, we zoom back to contemporary time and the contemporary white Texas people. Just a bunch of boys. Just a bunch of boys. And they, they're Bobby Hill... Mm-hmm. just gets right in that hole. Now, you have some anger when it comes to this whole, whole situation. <laughs> the problem about this whole tell hole. Me about, tell me about it. So, with the, okay, so the, the cave that they're in in 35,000 BC, or 35,000 years ago, or whatever, yeah. is a glacial cave. Correct. And the glacier in Texas would have been well above wherever the ground level is of Texas modern day. Uh-huh. But the hole that they find is a hole in the ground below them, which doesn't make any sense. Well... If you want a fuck hole, maybe those 
those cave people, they had to go way deep. They would have had to go pretty deep to get a decent fuck hole that you're going to still be able to find. Because you don't want to fuck on the ice. In 1998. Uh, Think of the smell. You don't want to fuck on the ice because your taint's going to get right stuck to it. Ooh, gosh. Because it gets all sweaty. And when you pull it off, ooh, it's going to hurt. Or that's how you wax. Oh, back back in the day when beauty standards were the same as they are now. (laughs) Gotta get your Grendel wax. Gotta look nice for your mans. That's why. You know what? Maybe they're not going to fuck. Maybe they're just going to get their Grendel wax by the ice cave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely it. So when Bobby Hill goes into the hole, the ice hole... Uh, But there's not an ice ice hole. hole. There's just, like, patches of hair <laughs> yeah, it's just sticking. This is sticking. Just like grass, like plant matter. Yeah. Oh god. So he finds a skull, and he says, "Can we talk about the skull?" Yeah. He says, "How perfect is the skull?" First of all, it's flawless. Second of all, at one point he drops it. No harm comes to this skull. No. Not a chip. Nothing. That's absolutely unbelievable. It's a hearty skull. This is the only thing that's unbelievable. Don't even break a fucking zygomatic arch, honestly. (laughs) Ooh, yum. (laughs) So he says, I found a skull, and they say, hey, toss it up here, dude. Yeah, they did say dude. Yeah, and what does he say? And he says... I don't know. What does he say? Is that how you wrote it down? He says, oh. like, nerd munch or something. He's like, no oh, way yeah. nerd... Oh, munch? Oh, yeah. No way bum munch. Um, and then he gets infected. Ooh, yeah. By a squirmy wormies. He gets them squirmy wormies all up in his biz, and he looks up, and there's, like, black eyes. So these three other kids just fucking fuck off. They run right the fuck off. I mean, hey, what would you do? I would run off, too. I would run away. And then I wouldn't tell anyone. Uh-huh. I'd never tell anybody what I saw. And then when my mom's like, do you know whatever happened to Bobby Hill? Like, the, his parents are looking for and him. And would be like, yeah, that boy won right. I think I had the ability as a child to keep deep, dark secrets. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Things happen to me. I'm not going to tell anyone I'm never going to tell it, except for people on this podcast. We will probably eventually Oh, you'll tell, tell you. all of you guys. Don't worry. We And we have. And we, and we have. <laughs> this whole scene, when I guess one of the kids blabs. Oh, he blabs. Bobby, Big Bobby time. Hill. That he... One of these kids do not have the veracity that you and I have about lying as a child. Yes. To get out of trouble. Uh, someone calls the caps and Rough Tough McBuff Stuffs, uh, they're all here. They roll right They're in. rolling and they're like, my men, let's go down into this ice hole. Oh, there's patches of hair everywhere. And it's not made of ice, it's dirt and it's below ground level? Oh, I don't God. understand. This is scientifically inaccurate. And then the conspiracy begins. Yeah, because a science man comes with the helicopters. Two helicopters. And they bring in a little plastic coffin thing. Now, I do want to point out one of the one of the things, the services that Alice and I are going to bring to you, the listeners, is if you do decide to watch this movie, we wanted to create kind of a drinking game for y'all. Yeah. Uh, so one of the rules to our Double X Files drinking game is anytime you see a helicopter. Now, I do want to point out in the first five minutes of the movies, there are two separate helicopters. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, so... You gonna get drunk. Y'all getting tanked. I'm sorry. It's very bad. The helicopter situation, there's many. <laughs> so 
So they take uh, they take this little plastic bed down and they put the little boy in it and there's still a bunch of firefighters down in the hole or whatever. Yeah. And the guy who bosses them around is R- screaming Rough Tough McBuff. Yeah, stuff. he's saying, What about my man's? My man's what about my man's? You leaving my man's in the hole. You can't leave those mans down there. Those are my mans. Oh look, they're waxing each other. <laughs> Get those grundles nice and clean, boys. And he also says, the Rough Tough McBuff stuff also says, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Which is how we're feeling currently. Yeah. And then we go to, to Dallas, Texas. Yes. To the federal building where John Dallas. Locke is r- arriving in yet a third helicopter <laughs> to land on the roof of the building with his a sweet a mustache. This mustache is like a, a caterpillar. I resent that we don't get to see it for very long crawled across his lips and just cuddled in with his cupid bow. Just hung right out there. It is grasp. It's like cliffhanger for caterpillars. (laughs) It's like sliding off. It's a real daredevil. It is. It's very good. Now... We remember, I remember, that John Locke was in another episode. Yeah, he was in this show previously. One episode? I don't know. But they brought him back. He had a name. He had a whole persona. (laughs) He had a family. Oh, no. Oh, no. And he's back. And he is in charge of a terrorist organite. He's in charge of a terrorist organization? <laughs> yeah, it's called the FBI. Oh, no. Ooh, what? Uh-oh. <laughs> He's in charge of a terrorist call. Someone has put a bomb in a building. Someone called. They said, we put a bomb in the federal building. Hey, what are you going to do about it? And so John Locke with a mustache is be like, uh, don't worry. Let's clear out this building and find this bomb. But then across the street. Oh. Uh, who's that on the who roof? Across the, who's that over there? Is Skelly being a, just a giant bee? Is <laughs> Skelly being just the fucking, fucking worst. worst? She's on the phone with Mulder. They're having some of their classic banter, by which I mean being fucking obnoxious and kind of mean to each other classic, 24-7. Their classic tête-en-tête. The classic tête-en-tête. <laughs> now, you pointed out something to me, and I didn't really, like, think about this or, like... So this movie, mm-hmm. even though it's it's connected to the previous season, yeah, and is what's it, it pick, t- picking up where they left off? Yeah, the, the X Files is going to be shut, or the X Files has been shut down. They are making a decision because they realize like not everyone who is going to see this movie has watched all four seasons, five seasons of the X Files, and good on them. So, they are like, okay, well, we have to introduce these two characters. Establish the characters and their relationship to one another and how just what their whole deal is. And they choose to do that by just having a really awful argument, uh-huh. inane and stupid phone conversation between the two main characters. And then Mulder shows up in person... And it's even worse. We don't have to talk about what the conversation is about, because I certainly didn't pay attention. No. No, no, no. It was... The whole thing was Scully saying, science and logic, and you make me do this and that and the other thing. Mulder, you're too spooky. And Mulder's like, am I? Ooh. And then Scully's like, oh, whoops, we're locked up here on here on the roof. Guess I'll push you off, but then she's just kidding. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. So we're establishing that Scully is the one who enjoys the logic. Mm-hmm. And Mulder is the one who enjoys the not logic. Well, I mean, I'm more a member of the Hunch Bunch. <laughs> I like the Hunch Bunch. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's very cute. I want a t-shirt. Hunch Bunch. 
We are also establishing how shitty these two, like, their relationship it's is. It's not healthy. Yeah, in this in this bottle of the X-Files, it is frightening to me that this is this is their relationship. In yeah. the first in the first two minutes of introducing these characters, it's just them arguing arguing and joking. It is very much like how do we boil down what these two people mean to each other? Well let's just have them be assholes. To each other. Yeah. Ugh. Boo. Anyway, Mulder's whole thing is what if the bomb was in the other building? Yeah. And there's no like evidence per se about the bomb being in another building. It's just one of those hunch bunch things. <laughs> just that you get when you're part of the hunch bunch. Mulder looked at the back of his cereal box and like did the whole like Captain Crunch word search. And then he had some Captain Crunch, he cut up the roof of his mouth a whole bunch. And then <laughs> Ooh, Captain. <laughs> Captain craves blood. <laughs> he certainly does. When you eat his cereal, he craves blood. He needs that's him getting his nutrients from you. <laughs> It's like, no, it's like that illegal French, like, bird dish. <laughs> yeah, it is. Where you have to where eat your blood bird. is part of the flavor experience. The, you, the taste of your own blood in your mouth is part of what you're getting out of it. Out, out of the Captain Crunch. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Cereal's brutal. Yeah. Gosh. So, this is another character trait I hate about Mulder, is he has these hunches. Mm-hmm. He's part of the hunch bunch, he has these hunches. And then he's right. He's right, and it's just, like, for no reason. None. Why? Why? Hey, I'm just... Hey, why is this a character choice? (laughs) Why is this a thing that we have to make this person, like, just argue with everyone, Mm -hmm. and then always be right to an infallible degree? It's really unpleasant. It is unpleasant. And it's not someone that I personally want to root for. And it's not, I mean, it's the male character, so that's even worse. But yeah. no matter what gender you put that, that character trait on, it's it's unimaginably awful. <laughs> yep. You couldn't, could we get away with that nowadays? Probably I don't not. think so. Probably not. So he goes to get a, a sweet beverage for uh, Skelly from this, this building's quote-unquote vending room. <laughs> Something that I don't think actually exists anywhere. Well, no, you went to, like, Japan, and they had a whole, like, aisle full of vending Yeah, the vending machines are just everywhere there. They don't have a specific room for it. Well, they have to lock it up, because... No, they don't. No, but they have to lock it up, because at night, it comes alive. Oh, here in this? Yeah. Toy Story style. Are you gonna pitch that to me? Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Oh, okay. Let me pitch you the movie. Who's the protagonist? Um, a candy bar. Oh, what do they want? Well, the candy bar, at one point, was a small child tried to purchase the candy okay. bar. And you know how those ding-dong, you know, the vending machines, sometimes it gets stuck. Yeah. So there's this candy bar, and a child tried to purchase it. It almost came out, but it got stuck. Okay. And so now, all of its value in life is gone. Mm-hmm. And all the other creatures in terms of candy and chips and pop or whatever are angry at that candy bar because now no one will purchase anything from it. Because it's stuck. It's just, he's it's just stuck. hanging there the whole time? he's hanging there the whole time. And you don't want to, you know what? You don't want to purchase something from a vending machine that's broken. No. So that vending machine is never used. So the candy bar, what does he want? He wants to drop. And what is preventing him from getting it? The machine. Well, so how does he resolve that? 
uh, the fi- find out in my next podcast. Okay, so we're going to work on your elevator pitch. Okay, oh. <laughs> it's not very good. Can I just say you were really intimidating when you asked me <laughs> really, really professional questions, and I'm trying to do a goof? This is my job. I know, it was really, in- job Allison's really intimidating. <laughs> I am, thank you. You get down, You. I was doing a goof, <laughs> and you decided to, not yes end me, but like, I need to report on my Discord. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not a great goof, but I guess I'll keep going. I'm like, oh, you're going to pitch me something. I know how to do this. <laughs> and we connected eyes, and my eyes are saying, no, Allison, please, this isn't actually a great joke. Let me stop. And but you're I like, no. I wanted to know about the story. <laughs> Allison, I didn't have a story. That was the, you just. <sighs> well, it's over now. Oh, thank God! Don't do that ever again. You don't want to pitch me anything. I don't want to pitch you. <laughs> okay. Well, I do. Just not that story because it's very bad. Okay, you pick a story you want to pitch me. Someday you'll pitch me a story. Let's pitch you the X Files. No, I don't want it. Pass. Hard pass. <laughs> So, you remember when we were talking about Mulder, like, being right about things? Yeah. He just fucking, uh, he can't, he can't get the pop. Because the, the bomb's in the soda machine. And so he looks and it's unplugged, and then, like, he opens up the soda machine, he's like, oops, oops, there's all bombs. It's like that song, who put the bomb in the bomb to bomb soda machine? <laughs> I did. Who put the ram in the ram a lamb a big bomb? Is that what you think happened to the mystery soda machine? Someone put a, a God, I hope not. <laughs> we did, listeners, we did make our uh, pilgrimage to the Mystery Soda Machine. Yeah, Mystery Soda Machine's in Capitol Hill in Seattle. It's in dire straits a little bit. Yeah, oh boy. She's having a hard time. Oh, she's she's not doing well. She's so we, doing her best. You, biz, you visited this Mystery Soda Machine three times? Yeah, this is my third time. And so what, give us the down low. The first time. Yeah. Schweppes Ginger Ale. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Colin, our metal husband, got like Baja Blast. Like some kind of berry. weird Mountain Dew. Yeah. Nice jelly. Yeah. Uh, second time I got a mug root beer. Oh, God. So not great. No. And then um, what happened this time? This time we went with our friend Chris, who had never been before. So yes. we let him go first. Yes. And he didn't even put any money in, but no. pressed a button. He fonzied it. Yeah, he fonzied it real good. And he got, do you remember what he got? I thought he got a mug. I think. No, he got, like, a cherry... Oh, he got A&W cream soda. Okay, okay. And then I put, like, probably about a buck fifty in there and pressed every button. Before that, we realized we didn't have any quarters. Yeah. So I had to go to, like, the Rite Aid (laughs) and, like, say, hey, can you turn this $5 into quarters? We want to use the mystery soda machine. And the lady's like, (laughs) And then we went, and some half the quarters didn't work? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I put in like a buck fifty, I think, and I got, we kept pressing all the buttons and nothing was coming out. We're like, okay, well, this is done for, I guess. And then finally we pressed one last button and rumbling out it came, a classic Pepsi. Just, she spat it out for you. Just put, spat it right into my hands. (laughs) And I saved that Pepsi until after my colonoscopy. And you know what? It was so good. Yeah? It was really good. That was actually a good way to finish it off, actually. I think so. That's good. Um, I hope the haunted soda machine is okay. Okay, I'm gonna keep an eye on it. Okay, I hope it's not, like, full of bees or someone didn't put, like, drugs in it or whatever. That'd be bad. Yeah. We'll press it and get drugs. <laughs> I mean, legal. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, no, well, legal drugs, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, Allison, in October, mm-hmm. we can get all legalized. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, in case you didn't hear, up here in Canada, weed is legal in October. October 17th. Yeah. We should just do a very special episode. We should. <laughs> oh, God. That'll be awful. No. Where we get high to watch an episode, and then we're sober. Okay. Because I think, I don't want to listen to two high people. No, that's annoying. That is very awful. <laughs> Any podcast... I'm going to put my foot in it. Oh, okay. Any podcast that features like, we're going to do a drunk cast. I don't fucking. Yeah. It's because it's like, it's that thing of like hanging out with your drunk friends, but you're sober, right? Like, it's just not. I already, I already think our podcast is unlistenable because it's just two dudes like screaming. But I couldn't imagine if we were drunk and or high, how bad that would be. Be a rough one. I did get, I do remember my back. I had. Sleeping pills or back yeah, pills. that was rough. Was that a rough? That was one? rough for me. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'll never do that again. I promise. <laughs> okay, there's a bomb out. It's a bomb in the soda machine, and Mulder's in the vending room, and he calls Scully. He's like, "Scully, I'm stuck in here with a bomb," and she's like, "Ha ha, good one," because we built up that they can't rely on one another because of how their relationship is bad. <laughs> um, and he's like, "No, for serious," and she's like, "Oh no," and then she gets the bomb guy. With a caterpillar. Yeah. Mustache. You actually mentioned, like, Mulder, you've kicked down, like, 20 doors. Yeah. Why can't you kick down a door? And I pointed out, he's always kicked from the outside in. Never inside out. Never inside out. That's so true. Maybe he was intimidated. (laughs) (laughs) Or doors don't swing out. Maybe. Maybe. I think doors swing whichever way they want. Maybe doors swing both ways. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe. Revolving doors? Oh. They swing all over the place. Dang. Doors are gay. You heard it here first. (laughs) Doors are gay. Doors are black. Doors are pink. And you are gay if you get into a revolving door and you accidentally get into a revolving door with another person. You're gay with that person now. And you think that both of you can fit comfortably, but you can't. Yeah. (laughs) You're gay. You're now in a loving relationship. I'm sorry. Congratulations. That's how I found out. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> the door has spoken. <laughs> Here I go again. The, yeah, so the, Scully busts in there with the, the bomb mustache guy. Yeah, he he break it, He didn't break it down the door. He, he fires fired the door? the door down okay. with a t- uh, laser. A uh, uh, blowtorch. A laser. A laser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he says, hey, I'm here. And I've got a mustache. And I'm queer. (laughs) And I'm ready to disarm this bomb. (laughs) I just used the revolving door, so you know. You know. I just came out of the revolving door. (laughs) And uh, it's time to disarm this bomb. Now everybody get the fuck out. And Mulder has this, like, thing. And again, it's that thing of Mulder being right and I hate it. Mulder's like, I'll wait with you. And John Locke with a mustache is like, no, get out of here. And there's this moment where they stare deep into each other's eyes, mm-hmm. uh, like that good homo- homoerotic moment. Yeah. Um, while, the, while the bomb is ticking down. Uh-huh. So it's as if Mulder knows this whole plan is going to go down. He just doesn't want to let it. Yeah, yeah. Even when Mulder and Skelly are outside, Mulder wants to go back in the building. Like, something's wrong. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, and how do you know that? It's just, uh, it's a lot. Yes. Um, And so the bomb explodes, because John Locke just stares at it. Yes, and we realize we have to kill all of our heroes. Mm-hmm. 
because this character who we've seen once in another episode maybe once maybe twice he's killed in the first like 20 minutes of this episode yeah he goes right to that island and lost <laughs> no he's okay he gets in a wheelchair and oh, then, then he goes he long lost, lost. Yeah. Yeah. do you remember how lost ended oh uh, it was it was purgatory it was purgatory and then they all went to heaven and the dog did too yeah okay good <laughs> I remember that they said there, like, there wasn't. It wasn't. They're like, it's not heaven. They're all really alive on this island. Ha, I tricked you, it was heaven. <laughs> How do you think that elevator pitch went? <laughs> oh, God. Not very well, I oh, think. Oh, boy. Okay. I also want to mention two things about this bombing. Mm-hmm. I want to mention three things about this bombing. Okay. Number one, the... After look at this bombing looks very Oklahoma City bombing. It really, really did. Like, and we looked at 1995, right? I think it was 93. 95? 95. This is about three years after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is haunting because Mm -hmm. even as a kid, I remember the kind of half a building with all the, like, papers and everything. Yeah. And And that's a very hard image to... Put on your screen. And then number two, Moore makes a fucking gag. Yeah, he sure does. And he says, next time you're buying the soda. For me. For me, a man. Instead of me buying the soda for you, which was our original plan, but then there was a bomb in the soda machine. Because I found it. I just happened to cross it. Did Moore do the crime? Yeah. Okay. And number three, we... Are not even in the fucking weeds yet. No, we are so far from the weeds. It's we like, are still in Pallet Town. It's like there's no there's no ratata. <laughs> there's no butterfreeze. My mom just told me to have a good time. Put on my shorts. They're breezy and easy to wear. Haven't even talked to Professor Oak yet. <sighs> and there's and then we're like what, thirty minutes in? Yeah. God. Rough. It is rough. And I think you said it best of, who gave Chris Carter all this time? Yeah, who gave him all this time to just do all this stuff that we didn't need to see or I hear? I don't need to see it, and I don't need to hear it. <laughs> yep. I don't. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. This is when we reveal that, mm. number one, not only are the X-Files gone. Closed. They're closed. Number two, they're breaking up. Yeah. So Scully's there for a hearing. And uh, Mulder wanders in late, and they're like, no, you can't. You, This is disrespectful, and you have to leave. Um, and he's like, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Skinner gives him this look of, like, nodding his head towards the door. And it's just like, ooh, daddy, yeah, okay. Yeah, finally daddy's here. Daddy's here. And he has had a limited scope in the movie so far. I find regretful. It is very bad, yes. Um, but he's here at least briefly. And then um, Mulder goes outside, and Skinner comes out uh, of the room and he says that you scully's giving her story and they're trying to put a wedge between they're also trying to say that y'all did the fuck up y'all did the crime wait are they all did the crime no that they just did a fuck up in determining which building it was going to be and blah bloody bloody blah, 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 blah. Uh, oh yeah because okay it is really odd that Mulder was like, let's just try this other random building there's probably five buildings around there well that was the building they were on the roof of yes i know but it's just Mm. wacky um and then also they find out that uh, four firefighters and a and a boy died 
a boy. A boy. And Mulder's like, but wait, we cleared the building. How did the boy die? And the lady's like, the lady who's doing the hearing is like, don't d- get out. That's for me to know, and you'd find out later. Not now. Get out of here. <sighs> Smell you later. <laughs> Uh, and then um, Skinner, or Skelly comes out and she's like, Mulder, I'm going to quit the X-Files because uh, they brought me in to tell you you're wrong and to make sure that they, everyone else knows that you're wrong. And now they're uh, they're going to split us up and put me somewhere else and that's boring. So I'm quitting. And then he says, this is not about you, Scully. They're doing this to me. That is the worst line <laughs> that has ever been said in the X-Files. <laughs> Uh, not including the homophobic or transphobic ones. Uh, but it just sums up so much about this show. About this whole, their whole relationship where Mulder thinks that's okay to say? Yeah, like, like hey, stuff. this giant shift that's happening in your life and this giant decision that you're making about your future, it's actually not about you. It's about me. It's about me and what they're doing to me. They're doing this to me and not to you. Scully. So, butt out. I hate, I hate this. Mm-hmm. 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 Was this movie not well-received? I believe it was not well-received, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Mulder goes to get a drunk. Yeah, he gonna have a party. (laughs) He gonna have a party for two. Him and a bottle of whiskey. Wink. Uh, more like wank. Wank. Ooh. Um, mm. Ooh, mm. Mm, no. Uh, he drinks $86 worth of whiskey, and then the bar, the poor bartender says, Oh my God. What do you do? <laughs> now, and he I says, think I'm persecuted for a job. I think that she knows when she looks into his eyes that she's made a grave mistake. <laughs> grave mistake. A grave error has been made. Because then he starts talking about the how people call him spooky and how no one believes him about aliens. And his sister got abducted and everyone's trying to get him. And the FBI is covering up everything and she's like, okay. There's not enough tips in the world. No to, more whiskey for you, sir. Please, sir. Please leave. And then he tries to go take what? A piss. Yes. Let Mulder piss. <laughs> the men's room is out of order and there's someone in the women's room and they don't have a gender neutral bathroom. And so he goes out into the alleyway and he piss on the street. No, he piss in the alleyway. He piss in the alleyway. But you know what? Hey, Allison. Chris Carter does a goof him up. Oh, yeah? Chris Carter does a little goof him up. <laughs> because there's also another Alien movie that was released the same time and was arguably better than this movie. <laughs> and so they put that poster, Independence Day, up on the wall. And he pissed on and it. And he pissed on it. He pissed right on it. He's Kelvin from Kelvin and Hobbes. <laughs> And the poster is Toyota. And the whole world is just your back windshield. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's, so, it's so, so stupid. It's very uh, bad. And then a strange man approaches him and he says, I see you're pissing. I also would like to piss. <laughs> May I piss next to you? Now, you think that Chris Carter would have won us over with how much piss... <laughs> Was in this episode, but you would, I guess it was just too concentrated. But this guy, like, right? What? 
the piss is the too piss concentrated. Is too concentrated. <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna piss in my movie, I need it spread out throughout. Like just I need it clear. I need <laughs> I need it to like sprinkle out throughout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was too much concentrated piss. Just in all in one, one area. In one area. And, and the that, man the man says, Okay, I also will piss, but I will piss on your piss. Cool. And then they have a... What do you do? What do you say to that? If you're like... Like, even... Okay. Even if, God forbid, you're you're talking to someone... Uh Uh-huh. And you're going to the bathroom. You're like, sorry, I have to go to the bathroom. And they follow you in there. And they keep talking to you. And you do your business. Mm -hmm. And even if you flush the toilet... And then the person who's talking to you goes into the stall, like, next to you. Yeah. Or in, like, the stall that like, you use. it's not ideal. It is an ideal. Because you have created a, 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 like, whatever business you're doing in your stall, you're going to have some special odor that comes out of Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, as we all do. Piss or whatever, whatever is coming out of you, you're, there's going to be a, mm, a musk. A bouquet. Yes, a bouquet. And the, if you leave, that bouquet stays there for a good I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. And then the person you're talking to goes into your bouquet. And they're, like, still talking to you, but they're, like, just getting a little whiff of, like, whatever your brand is. <laughs> it's like a smell-o-vision, I guess. It's like, I mean, yeah. It's rough. Because everyone's got their own special scent. Mm-hmm. And that's personal. And that kind of, that just lingers, you know? There's I mean, you can do about it. You may know your partner's scent. Yeah. But that's, again, that's a very intimate relationship. And that's something that you come to over time. I'm just thinking about what Mulder's piss scent is, and it's not good. No, it's not good. Uh-uh. Oh. Holly um, asparagus, huh? Ew. Oh, God. I had, oh, I had so much asparagus. Fucking asparagus piss is the worst. <laughs> that some people like genetically either can't smell asparagus piss or cannot make asparagus piss that is wild is that nuts it's like um it's like you know how you like can the, like like cilantro yummy but yeah, yeah yeah cilantro yummy or like wiggle your ears uh-huh. or like your like are your earlobes attached like it's a genetic Can you imagine thing. if you just like you couldn't smell or you couldn't make asparagus piss and then all your life you hear other people talking about like oh man i imagine? ate all this asparagus and like my piss smelled like really bad and you're just like i don't know what they're talking about i ate a bunch of asparagus and my piss smells amazing <laughs> and you're ashamed yeah and you're ashamed because everyone's like, telling well, you i want to have the weird piss smell <laughs> I don't want to miss out on this unique bonding opportunity. Ew. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Well, well, that's enough about piss probably for a little bit. Okay. Can I just, I want to, I I think um, as a palate cleanser. Yeah. I want to read bad reviews from this movie. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Just a little, just, just a little. briefly. Mm, just a little palate cleanser before they start talking, Mulder starts talking to this pedophile. Uh-huh. This is from moviemartyr.com, and it's just one sentence, mm-hmm. and I really like it. I want to believe this latest X-Files film was created for a reason other than financial reward, but I find it difficult to guess what that other reason may have been. <laughs> Thank you. This yeah. has been Critic Corner. I like Critic Corner. Okay. (laughs) 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 Oh, Allison. We're so funny. We're hilarious. Piss. Uh Uh-huh. 
Well, this is the end of part one of X-Files Fight the Future, the Devil X-Files commentary. Allison, next week is going to be part two. Uh-huh. And then maybe part three. Uh-huh. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, until we finish. How can the Space Cadets get a hold of us if they want to talk about Fight the Future with us? Which we would love to talk about it with you. Yes. Um, so you can check us out uh, on Facebook and Tumblr. Oh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Double X Files. That's double spelt out D O U B L E. You can email us, Double X Files Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Tumblr at Fuck Yeah, Double X Files. Yeah, please. We want to hear from you. Um, also, we want to make sure to give a shout out to our new podcast network, the Major Cast Network. Yeah, they rock. They rock. Uh, you can hear a lot of different podcasts from them, including this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are guesting on some of their podcasts, so look forward to those. Yes, look forward to those. I guess that's it. Until next time, the, the truth, truth is out there. P.S. P.S. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major. <laughs>